wash up with that clip. I thank the praise team for always blessing us whenever they sing. We are going to continue on the series that we are in, the assurance of God's presence, the assurance of his presence. Hallelujah. We are on Sermon 5. Today we're going to deal with Jesus as our deliverance and healer. Hallelujah. We are in Psalms 27, and we're still dealing in verse 1. We're not getting very far, but there's a lot here that we got to deal with. This morning, we're going to read Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And we are just working with salvation this morning. Salvation. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We surrender to you. Father, we need your anointing. We need your empowerment. We need you to fall fresh on us. Lord, no matter where we may be, no matter what room we may be in, Father, as I preach, Lord, allow your anointing, your empowerment, your dunamis to fall fresh on every one of us. Allow us to, to see Jesus, that, that he's our everything, that he's our deliverance, he's our healer, he's our way maker. Lord, he's our life the very essence of our life. So, Lord, pour me out. Pour me out, Father, this morning. Lord, just allow your anointing to just take me where I've never been before. Lord, let me get caught up in you as I become your instrument of glory. Glorify yourself this morning, and we will forever give you the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Again, we are just dealing with the word salvation. We have dealt with, here David is running from King Saul, his enemy. He is, he is running for his life, but yet he has promise. But yet he has purpose. But yet God has already anointed him for a position he doesn't see. See yet. So he is speaking the Psalms to himself by faith. You must speak the word of God. The word of God is his promise to us. And even though you may not see it yet, even though it hasn't happened yet, we by faith need to speak the word back to ourselves when we're going through our trials and tribulation. I, I have told you before that all of us, the fight is a faith fight. Satan don't want you to believe God. And God said, I want you to trust me at my word. If you already have it, you don't need faith. So therefore, God is always speaking into our future, speaking as though it is and though we haven't seen it yet. Listen, your blessing, your, your promise is always going to happen in the spiritual before it shows up in the 
physical. God is a spirit. So therefore, when he speaks it, it's already done. But within time, there's a set time for it to come forth. Hallelujah. David has the ability as a young man because of his experience, because of his love for God. He trusts God at his word, though he doesn't see it yet. Here David is, and, and he's talking about, you have given me my vision. You have given me my purpose. You have already said I'm going to be the king. But right now, I'm running. Right now, it doesn't feel like it. Right now, it doesn't feel good. Right now, I'm in a desert place. I'm in the valley. I'm in the storm. But yet, look what he says when he says, you are my salvation. The Hebrew word for salvation means deliverance. It means safety. It means it means prosperity. It means that, that God has something more for me than where I am. My question for us today is this. How do I translate, how do I uh, apply the, the Old Testament uh, promise that God has here for us in the New Testament? How does this apply to us? David is running from a physical enemy, but yet Satan is behind it because Satan don't want David to make it as king. So David is caught between what he sees, what he feels, and what God has said. Hallelujah. You and I are caught between the, 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 the physical reality of where we're at and the spirit, spiritual reality of God's word. And God is, is trying to teach us that we need to speak his word, trust his word, hold on to his word, even though we don't see it yet. Listen, we all are in that battle. The one seed that God has given you that will prosper everything else you have is your faith. Our faith helps us in every situation. Your faith will open up the doors of your blessing. Your faith will change the atmosphere when, when your trouble is still speaking to you. Your faith allows Jesus to be the Prince of Peace. Your faith enables you to walk in the joy of the Lord when you have nothing to be joyful about on the outside. Your faith taxed into the promises of God that nobody else can see. It's your faith. It's your faith. It's your faith. David is helping us to show us that though, that though, that though trouble may be all around us, God is still in the blessing business. Isaiah 54, verse 16 and 17 when we look at this verse, look what it says. We, many of us know this verse, but it starts at the beginning. God says, see, it is I who created the blacksmith, who, who fanned the fire of the coal in the flame, who forged a weapon and fit for its work. 
It is I who have created the destroyer and, 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 and wreck havoc. God, God said, I'm the one who gave the instruments that, that is forming against you. He said, yeah, I, I knew what I was doing. And even though you may not understand what is happening, I'm still in the midst of your picture. Verse 17, it says, no weapon formed or forged against you will prevail. But look what it doesn't say. It doesn't say the weapon won't be forged. It doesn't say the weapon won't be formed. He said, though you see it, at the end result, it shall not win. Though your enemies set the trap, though the devil throwing everything at you, at the end, the devil's plan will not prevail. He says, I want you to look beyond what you see and look to who you know. Jesus is our deliverance. He's our healer. Allow me to, to set the stage for you. Because many times we think it just means trouble on the outside. But I want you to know we got trouble on the inside. Many times our problems is not what other people are doing. We are holding ourselves down because we all been wounded. We all been hurt. We all been criticized. That life has done a, a, a job, a work on us. And if we don't watch it, our own image of ourselves prevent us from becoming and growing into God has called us to be. Look at Luke chapter 4, verse 18. This is Jesus announcing his calling. He is really quoting Isaiah 61, Old Testament, that talks about his coming, him becoming what, what, who he's supposed to be. Isaiah sees 750 years into the future, and here he is sitting here. They got Isaiah up. I'm going to set you the New Testament up. He's sitting, and they hand him the, the scroll of Isaiah, and it's a scroll, and he, he opens it up to this passage that talks about him. It's a prophecy. It's a prophecy of what his ministry was going to entail. This is our deliverance. Look what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up, watch this, and heal the brokenhearted, to, to proclaim liberty, the physical and spiritual, to the captivity, the opening of the doors of the prison, the eyes of those who are are bound. He goes on to say, he said, I came, he came for me to proclaim the year of the Lord, the favor, the day of vengeance of God, to comfort all who mourn, to give them that are in ashes a, a diadem of beauty. I want you to know today that your healing, 
Your soul healing is in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, no, many times we, we believe him for forgiveness of sin. But did you know your healing, the healing of your soul, your wholeness on the inside is in the Lord Jesus Christ? He says, I'm going to give you uh, the, the oil of joy instead of mourning. He says, I'm going to put a garment on you of praise. God wants us to be so healed in Jesus that when people see you, you are different. Your attitude is different. That there's a joy, that there's a peace. I'm talking about supernatural in spite of, in spite of your circumstances. When you believe God for what he says, he will create a space around you. There will be a peace on the inside. There will be a joy that covers you. And people will look at you and not believe that you're real because they don't understand why you have peace, why you got joy. You still in the valley. You still in the downhill. You still in the desert. The storm hasn't passed and yet you're acting like your deliverance had already come. That's what faith does for you. It's the presence of the Lord. It's the glory of the Lord that overtakes you in the midst of the storm. My, my brother and sister, I was called from this verse. God called me from this verse and, and, for, and for the last 35 36 years, I've been studying this verse and I have watched God heal people of whatever the devil has thrown at them. I've seen God deliver folks from the worst of hurts on the inside. He has taught me, he said to me, that whatever the devil throws at them, no matter what has happened to you, he said, I'm able to deliver I'm able to heal. I'm able to set you free. John chapter 8 says this. He said, and the truth will set you free. The truth of who? Jesus is our truth. He's our identity. He shows us that we are who he says we are. Our identity and our purpose and our calling is in him. Listen, the devil tried to destroy you. He threw everything he could at you so that you would never be able to soar. Show me that eagle. I got a picture of an eagle that's flying up in the air. I got a picture of an eagle that, that doesn't flap its wings like other birds, but it soars. Its wingspan is somewhere between 7 feet to 10 feet. This thing is bad. He's top of the bird chain. He goes after what he wants to go after. He's, they said that they have seen eagles soar at some 20,000 feet up in the air because they can, because they can. My question to you today is, are you soaring? Are you allowing your past or what somebody said to you or what somebody done to you keep you down? 
Listen, there's another picture. Show me that ego on the ground that's looking at his reflection. You can't see the words, but the word says this. The only one that can stop you is you. When you are a child of God, God has given you, given me everything we need to soar. Everything we need to be overcomers. Everything we need to fly. Everything we need is trusting him. It's believing in him. Listen, faith enables us to tap into the power of God that we may walk in a freedom, in a boldness, in a confidence. And though all hell may break loose around us, when you know whose you are and you know who you are in him, it doesn't change your identity or your image because your identity and image is not based on what's going on around you. It's based on him. That's what David is doing. That's what David learned. That's what David understood. Maybe it was his past incident with a lion and a bear, and God gave him the ability to destroy the lion and the bear. Maybe it was his fight with Goliath, and Goliath was a giant just under 10 feet tall, and Goliath had armor, had a, had a spear, and the tip of the spear weighed 15 pounds, and David just had a slingshot, a, a sling with a rock, but David, what he did was knocked him out with a rock and cut Goliath's head off with Goliath's own sword. He knows his God is awesome. He knows his God is able. And David knew that all he had to do was believe. He said to Goliath, you come at me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He said, and the, and the Lord is not ours. The battle is the Lord's. Say that with me. My battle is the Lord's battle. He got me. He's going to fight my battle. He will rise up in me. It's for his glory. Some of us don't understand the process. God's process is this. He'll wait until we have tried with all of our effort, with all of our strength. He'll wait till we come to the end of self. And all we got is him. You see, for some reason, we have difficulty believing that the Lord is the only one that can do it. We have difficulty believing that we can't do it. So God will allow us, we say we're trusting God, but we're not trusting God. We manipulate things. We try to force things. We try to do it on our own. And God will allow us to get frustrated because until we depend on, lean on, believe in that he's our healer, he's our way maker, he's our keeper, he's our everything, until we place our feet Faith in him, we won't see him move. But God is waiting on you and I just to wait with a boldness, with a confidence, speaking the word that, Lord, you are my strength. Lord, you are my keeper. 
Lord, you are my healer. Lord, I lay it at your feet. I believe that you're going to do exactly what you said you're going to do. I believe, Lord, that you're my deliverance. I don't know when you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. Yes, it gets hard sometimes. Yes, you got to encourage yourself. David ran for approximately 13 to 15 years before he became king. But on the journey of getting there, God gave him victories. The small victories encouraged him for the big victory. God is up to something. Don't you feel that in your spirit? Don't look to the right, don't look to the left, but look to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let nobody stop you. Don't let nobody get in your way. God is working it out with your name on it. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says that God is working all things together for our good. I, I got this, I got this painting that was my parents' painting. I was always in all of it. Why? Because it is, it's set in like the 16th, 17th century. It's a ballroom of people dancing. And here we have, it is not painted, it is woven. It is yarn woven into this picture. On the front part is beautiful. On the front part, everything is in order. But if you turn it on the other side, all you see is strands of yarns and it looks a mess. It don't make sense. It looks like somebody did something horrible. But when you turn it around on the front part, it's a picture. It's a masterpiece. Right now, our lives may look like the back part. It don't make sense. You can't tell where one end ends and the other end begins. It's just yarn hanging down. It looks like a mess, but God sees the front part and he's working it out with your name on it. He's moving people out the way. He's moving situations out the way. He's moving things in the way. He's strengthening your faith and your confidence in him. He's making you be able to stand in your integrity. He's making you be able that he can trust you with the glory he's going to pour on you. David understands this. So what does that say to you and I? Put your faith in Jesus. He is our high priest. He is one that is acquainted with our suffering. In fact, Isaiah 53 verse 10 and 11 says that he said that God let him suffer on the cross. It's a prophecy that was written about a thousand years before Jesus on the cross. And he said he saw his soul travail. Why his soul? Well, our problems is in our soul. Our soul's been wounded. Our soul's been hurt. In fact, when it says the brokenhearted in the Greek, it says shattered, shattered. Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. Humpty Dumpty, I think it means fall, fell apart. All the king men and all the king horses couldn't put Humpty together again. 
But along come Jesus, our Savior and our healer, who picked up Humpty and put him together again. That's our Heavenly Father. That's our Savior. He said he saw his troll, his soul travail. It's, that's wrong verse. I'm talking about 10 and 11. And God saw his soul travail. And when his soul travail, what happened is God said, I'm satisfied. Now that his soul is broken, I'm going to use Jesus to heal our soul. There's somebody who's watching me. Your deliverance is in Jesus. Your healing is in Jesus. Don't let nobody tell you what you can't be. Let God tell you what you can be. He died for you. He rose for you. Scripture says, if God gave his only begotten son to die for you, won't he give you everything else? Won't he give you everything that you may be more than a conqueror? Won't he give you everything else for your victory? When I see Jesus on the cross, I see love. I see how much he cares. I see how much he gave for me. And if he did that for you and I, won't he give us everything else? So guess what? We got to trust him, lean on him, wait on him, depend on him, and watch him bring forth your deliverance. God's not finished yet. He's working it out. He's working it out for your good. He's molding you. He's shaping you. He's holding you. God's purpose is this. He wants to so work in our lives that we know it's him. And we can't give credit to nobody else. We can't give credit to ourselves. God has to move everything else out of the way until we see him. So listen, you don't see him on the mountaintop. No, 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 no. You see him in the valley low. You see him when he has came and rescued you, spoke to you, when he got your full attention and all you got is him. He'll come by and be everything you need him to be. There's something about Jesus that makes everything else okay. Quit looking to the right. Keep, keep, quit looking to the left. Set your eyes on Jesus. He's our high priest. He's our keeper. He's our way maker. He's your life. Your life. Your life. Your life is in him. It's in him. David got it. David understood. And even in this dry, desert, hard place, David's faith is soaring. He is speaking to himself. He is encouraging himself. He is remembering what God has already done. And he is speaking God's promise and God's word to himself. That's what you and I 
have to do. That's what you and I have to allow the Lord to do in our life. And if we look to him and keep our eyes on him, he'll show up and show out. And your faith in him will grow even stronger because you will see him like you have never seen him before. He is just that good. He is just that good. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's our everything. Everything. Your source of everything. Soar today. Place your faith on him. Lift up your eyes to the hills where we've come with your help because your help coming from the Lord. In him, you will find a hiding place. In him, he's the rose of Sheraton. In him, he's the lily in the valley. In him, he's the bright and morning star. In him, he's your bread that would nourish you. Listen to the woman in John chapter 4 where she was, had a lot of lovers and, and she was looking for something. You know what? After the conversation with Jesus, she left her water pot. She left her water pot. You know why she left the water pot? She wasn't thirsty no more. She found the living fountain. She found the one that can satisfy her. Look at the man that had legions of demons in him. Here he is terrorizing everybody. But after he met Jesus, he's sitting in a boat in his right mind, clothed, and people came and said, what is this? They became afraid because there was a power among them. He said, I want to go with you. Jesus said, no, go back to your family and friends and tell them what the Lord has done for you. Listen, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in your deliverance that his name may be glorified. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Call on his name. Call on him and know that he's everything you need him to be. Hallelujah. There's a number that you can call. It's the 451-31 number. That number, somebody will answer, somebody will get back with you. And I don't know if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, but I ask you to accept him today. Maybe you have turned away and you have looked every place else. But the one you need, the answer to your prayers is Jesus. It's him in everything. Your purpose your calling, your healing, your identity and image is in him. Would you pray with me? Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, we say thank you. Lord, thank you for loving us enough to reach out, <laughs> to heal us, to deliver us, to set us free from the destruction that Satan has set before us. Father, you said in your word that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. 
Bad things will happen. Trouble will happen. Hurt will happen. Lord, even all the negative stuff is going to happen. But when we are walking in our purpose in you, it will not stall. It will not hinder. It will not impede your purpose for our life. Lord, you are just that good. You, are, you love us just that much. Now, Lord, I pray that, that to all that are listening to me, I ask that your love just fall fresh on them. Let them sense the anointing. Let them sense your presence. Let them sense your love. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for your healing. In the name of Jesus, I ask for your deliverance for all those that are watching. I ask that there be a shift in the atmosphere where they are. Lord, do it for your name's sake. Do it for your glory. Do it in such a way that right now they sense you, they feel you, they know that you are there. Now, Lord, lift them up to where you want them to be. Let there be chains falling off. Let there be, 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 be bad images erased. Let them hear your voice call their name. Let them hear that you are everything they need you to be. Lord, allow them to experience your Shekinah glory that they may know how real you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, just do it. Just touch, just heal, just set free. Lord, save somebody that they may come into the knowledge of you. Even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week. His name is Jesus. Hold on to him. And I promise you, he won't let you go. See you next week. Love you all.